Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Well, my wife and I, we started a series two weeks ago right around the Love Month and Black History Month uh, entitled Into Me You See. And it's really a relationship series about intimacy. And you can't have intimacy without effective communication. In order for me to be intimate with my wife, I have to be able to see into her and understand who she is in order to communicate intimately with her and then vice versa. We said that at the core of every healthy relationship is the ability of two people to successfully communicate with each other. That's at the core of every healthy relationship is two individuals who can successfully communicate with each other. Proverbs chapter 18 verse 21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it and indulge it will eat its fruit and bear the consequences of their words. Life or death will be the consequences based off of the choices, choice words that we allow to come out of our mouth. We said there are really several areas that we've already gotten into. You've got to know your counterpart was point number one. Uh, Point number two, we honor and accept gender differences. And let's pick up right today with point number three. And point number three today is always speak edifying words. The best way to follow along, we want to welcome, welcome you. If you're live streaming today, version Bible app, go to the event section, pull up Linked Up Church. The outline is right there, and you can add notes to that outline, okay? And so, always speak edifying words. So, when it's relating to honoring our counterpart, God makes it very clear that we should never dishonor them through our words, Never is a strong word. How many of y'all have already, how many of you can look back over your past, you said some things you wish you could get back? Mm-hmm. We all have, right? Mm-hmm. But, but let's be intentional and, intentional and let's shoot for some new goals here. If you look at our society today, if you watch television, everything is about disrespect and dishonor. How I many of God has called us as believers to operate a little higher than that? So go with me to Ephesians chapter 4. I want to show you what Paul says here. We're going to read the NIV version, Ephesians chapter 4, 29 and 30. I really love the way the NIV translates this. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29 and 30 says this, NIV. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. Not any. None. Nada. None. Don't let or do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. Watch this, but only what is helpful for building others up, listen to this, according to their needs, not Mm. yours. Mm. So I can't get my point across. Not if it's not going to benefit me if you're trying to effectively communicate to me. But you need to know some things. But there's a way that I need to know those things to be effective. But I'm just trying to keep it 100 but don't destroy it trying to keep it 100. <laughs> right? so, so watch this now. These are this very strong language here. According to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. That's good. So that means I have to learn how to stop and think before I speak. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of times we don't do that. Now watch this. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Isn't that interesting that speaking words that don't build up and don't edify grieves the Holy Spirit? 
The word grieve in the Greek is a word lupio, and it means to distress. It means to cause to be sad. It means to cause grief, to grieve. It means to be in heaviness, to be sorrowful, and it means to make sorry. So a lot of times we know after we said something how it made the other person feel, but we also know how it made us feel. And so one way, if you want to know if you've grieved the Holy Spirit in your communication, just look at how the person responded and then see if your spirit is saddened by what you said. And that will help be an anchor and a check for you to always do the right thing. Now, what I love about the Holy Spirit, he never tells you what not to do without telling you what to do. And so Paul also gives a positive direction of speaking, only words that build others up. But here's the key according to their needs, which means I have to know what your needs are in order to effectively communicate to you. All right, watch this now. This is, man, this just blessed me studying this. In most relationships, the majority of fights, and I believe this with all of my heart, would never happen, they would never begin if couples spoke words that build up rather than tear down. How many of y'all would agree with that statement right there? And oftentimes, that happens because we don't watch our pronouns and our, abs- and our absolutes. We don't. One of the ways, just some practical information, one of the ways in which we can affirm and use words to build up, when we take the, you know, how many of you heard of the gap? I'm not talking about the store. I'm talking about grab a pause. Grab a pause, and if the goal is to win, then you want to make sure there's a whole lot of sugar in the, in the communication that you have, because words are seed. Words are seed, and you will reap a harvest of your words. So when you use words like I, because you can own what you have, you can own how you feel, and you have to own your words instead of you. You, watching pronouns now, You never do this. You never listen to me. We never go out. You don't never listen to what I got to say. You always want to do. No. Instead saying, I feel like when you're watching TV, it makes me feel second. I feel like I need more of your time. I feel like your attention is divided. Here's my favorite. This is my favorite one. Instead of what you think you're doing, what you're doing? My favorite one. I need you to help me understand. You understand the difference? And a person wants to respond to that. Right. Um, I was reading earlier today, and then those absolutes, those nevers and always. Right. When you sow those seeds of saying, you never listen to me, guess what? And after a while, you're going to be like, well, you don't think I ever listened to you anyway. Yeah. And, and I want to add to that. And so that makes the other person just feel attacked. So as soon as you come at it that way, how I many you know the other person is getting ready to shut down? Because they can think of a time when they did. And then just like she just described, the posture usually after that is, well, since she don't think I'd never do this for her anyway, then why do it? And so when we, you know, understanding that you can speak edifying words, positivity, even in difficult situations and approaching difficult topics. So we have to learn how to speak the truth in love. One of the things that I, was, I just happened upon in, um, in, my, in a devotion was that in Ephesians chapter 4, 
Paul admonishes us, he says, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more like Christ, who is the head of his body and the church. Now, there's this syndrome out there called the appeasement syndrome. And psychologists have dubbed it the dove, people who are doves. And that's people who will appease a situation at all costs. They just want peace no matter what. But what that ends up, and that comes along with statements like, whatever you like, if you go back a little way, you caught that. Or whatever makes you happy makes you happy. Or this is a big one. I don't care. You just choose. Do you. Just do, do you. you. We're good. But what comes with that, especially when we're talking about hiding or not confronting uncomfortable situations, after some time of doing that, you empower that person to have more power than they really need and should have. All the while, you're growing in resentment and bitterness. That's good. And they call them doves. People who act like that are, re are regarded to as doves rather than learning to speak the truth in love, which means you have to slow down and think about what's going on here and choose your words carefully so that they're edifying. And at the end of the day, you both are winning. And this doesn't just apply to spouses. Mm -hmm. This applies to your boss, right. to your siblings, to your parents, to them kids. Yeah, because think about it. If I have a problem, it's not fair to her for me to keep it to myself, right? And so if it's bothering me, right, and my position is, you know, uh, let's just leave it alone. And I'm good. I'll work through it. I'll be okay. I mean, it's not fair to her then for me to hold that in, and it's bothering me. It's not going anywhere. It's only just getting ready to build. So I have to then figure out if I truly love her, how to speak the truth to her in love in a way that meets her needs and that she can receive so that we can grow through this situation. So she doesn't keep doing what's making me upset. And it creates a sincere and genuine relationship now. Yeah. yeah. So now we've got to convince each other, I'm only saying this to you to help make us better. I'm not trying to hurt us. I'm actually trying to help us. Because you're not my enemy. No. And I'm not your enemy. No, we have an enemy. But we have an enemy. His name is Satan. And his name is Satan. So let's get him out of this situation. Out of it. Because he's the accuser of the brethren. And we use, when we use those use, 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 you never, you do, always, we're accusing him. And we side with the devil. And when you side with the devil, you put a wall up into, between what God has meant to be and ordained to be a, in the image of who he is in his fullness. Something I've been able to master. I won't give a specific situation, but I'll go to her and I say, I'll say, babe, you said this. I actually believe I heard it this way. I don't think that's the way you meant it, but this is the way I heard it. And then let's discuss it. I mean, I know that's healthy right there. Instead of me sitting there thinking she just disrespected me. I go in saying, I don't believe you meant any harm by what you said. I actually think I heard it this way. I don't think you meant it that way, but let's discuss it so we don't have to cross this bridge again. So right. we'll, we'll cap it right here. This is what Proverbs 21 verse 9 has to say about it in the Passion Translation. Y'all know I love the Passion Translation, right? It says, it is better to live all alone in a rickety shack than to share a castle with a crabby spouse. A rickety shack, too. A rickety shack than to share a castle with a crabby, uptight, wound-up, evil, mean, embittered, resentful spouse. Now, I'm going to help someone before we move on to the next point. <laughs> How many of you know there's something going on when you don't want to go in the house? 
When you drive a little slower, come on, somebody. When make you take stops. all the overtime you can get. <laughs> make some stops on the way home. I mean, no, that, that's, that's not the answer, though. What you should be doing is thinking about how I can communicate better when I get in there so I look forward to coming home. Let's move on to point number four. Point number four, practice the art of listening. So if I'm always going to speak edifying words, then I've got to practice the art of listening. So in conjunction with speaking only words that edify, Scripture also further teaches us about healthy communication. Let's look at what James, the brother of John, said in James chapter 1, verse 19. Let's read that in the Amplified Bible. James chapter 1, verse 19, Amplified says this. Understand this, my beloved brothers and sisters. Let everyone be quick to give somebody a piece of your mind. <laughs> How many of y'all know that's really us though right there? You don't, want, you don't want me to go there now. Keep running your mouth. You don't want, come on, say, say one more thing and you get it. You, want, you wanted it anyway because you kept talking. Come on, anybody here willing to be honest? Notice what he says here. Understand this. Let everyone be quick to hear. What does that mean? Be a careful, thoughtful listener. Why does everything have to be negative? Be a careful, thoughtful listener. Slow to speak. A speaker of carefully chosen words. And slow to anger. Patient, reflective, and forgiving. So in order for a person to only speak edifying words, they must master the art of listening. So we want to give you all a few tips that will aid in becoming a better listener. A, practice the art of listening to what your, your, your counterpart is saying. Practice the art of listening to what your counterpart is saying. It's often said that God gave us two ears and one mouth because we're supposed to listen twice, twice as much as we talk. But how many of you know we got a whole lot of stuff to say? But something that will help this practice of active listening is to be sure to repeat, like he said earlier, what you heard so that you're sure that what you heard is what you understood. Oftentimes, especially when you're angry, scientists and psychologists says that in the study of the brain, when you're angry, your hearing shuts down about 25%. So when you know you're angry, guess what it is not time to do? Talk. You know, when, you, when they walking away from you, and you're like, no, nah, we need to settle this right here. Where you, you better come. Where you where, going? Where you think you going? We ain't finished dealing with this. Listen, that's the best thing they can do for you is to walk away. Because when we're angry, we don't hear right. But we are, when we are in the effort of winning, now we're settling down our emotions and we're actively in tune. The phone is not in our hand. We are not, hold up, let me respond to this text real quick. Did you see, the TV is not on, the radio is shut off, and we are actively engaged eye to eye with listening to what the other person is saying. And then if there's a request being made, we're repeating, babe, so what I understand you saying is that you prefer that when you come home, you want me just, all eyes on you, right? Yeah, I really like that. When I come in, get off the phone. 
Stop what you're doing and acknowledge that somebody just walked in the house. That makes me, that blesses me more than anything. Just to come in and give me a kiss and say, babe, I'm glad you're home. And then for me, usually you can go back and do whatever it is you're doing. I just like to be acknowledged when I walk in the house. Okay, so acknowledging means get up. It don't mean, you know, get your shoes and everything else. No, just get up. Just get up. Give you a kiss. Give me a kiss. Give you a hug. Make sure I'm good. You make sure you're good. Then you're good. Then I'm good. All right. We so, good. So, so now, for you, though, because you've communicated this to me, I know something that's important to you is that I come home and I don't drop my bags and walk past you and go turn on the news or ESPN, ESPN. or something and, and start watching television. Sound the horn. Around the horn. Around get it, the get horn. it right. Now, if you're going to say it, get it right. Pardon the interruption. Don't say it, exactly. get it right now. Exactly. So repeat that back. So what is it, what's important to so me? So that is important to right. me, that right. when I come home, well, you do it, you know, ordinarily, but when, you, when I come home, I do prefer that don't walk past me and I record your shows, don't rush in to turn it on, and just give me, give me five minutes. You just had 30 minutes on the road, just give me five minutes. Yeah. That's so it. that's active listening. So if we truly love each other, then how many know we're getting ready to give each other that? Because it's been communicated. Proverbs 21, 11 in the Message Bible says, Simpletons learn the hard way, but the wise learn by listening. Now, letter B. Practice listening to what your counterpart is not saying. Is not saying. Now, fellas, how many of y'all know they talk, man, non-verbally all the time? You know, if you're married in here, if you come in the room and, and, you, and you get her back, something's not right. And I'm talking about she laying so far over on the edge of the bed. With the back to him. With the back to him and, and would fall off if you just scooted a little <laughs> bit over in that direction. She's letting you know something is not quite going in your favor right now, right? And so practice listening to what your counterpart is not saying. Many times there is more communication by what a person is not saying than what is actually said. And remember what we talked about in our intro, most communication is, is about 90% nonverbal. So sometimes the fact that a counterpart is quiet can say a great deal. Ooh, a and quiet what, storm, a quiet storm, a quiet storm. Right, so you come in and you say, hey babe, how's everything going? What you think? I mean, you, know, you need to pick up on that real fast right there. Something is going on, right? And so what happens here, the more time we spend together, the more into her I am, you can begin to pick up on these nonverbals that she's communicating and then help out. You know, like in our case, domestic support is huge to her, right? And so it's better for her to not have to ask me to help clean up after she cooks than to have to ask me. Yes, so, Lord. So, so all I've yes, got to do... So literally what I do after she cooks, I just watch her. And I know if she doesn't go to the sink, she goes and sits down or she goes in the room or she presents herself like she's tired. I mean, that means help her clean up the kitchen. Thank you, sugar. Thank you. It took me a while to learn that, but it I'm took getting you there. It took almost me almost 20 years. About 20 years to learn that. We good. We good. But how many know better late than never? Come on, somebody. Better late than never. I'm, I'm in my rhythm right now. And so... Practice listening to what your counterpart is not saying. Study your counterpart's body language and ten tendencies in order to enhance communication. Ladies, I'll give you one with guys. You know, if it's been a while, if you're married, if it's been a while, 
And he just slushing around there. He grumpy. Grumpy. Attitude for no snapping. reason. Snapping. That's not a difficult one to figure out right there. <laughs> All you got to do is think about when was the last time. Oh, that's what's wrong with him. Babe, come on upstairs a little early tonight. Watch his whole attitude change. He's like, glory to God. Hallelujah. Ah, thank you. Come on, somebody, right? Guys are not difficult to figure out. It's usually one or two things. He's hungry. <laughs> or it's been a while. And I just say it this way. He's hungry or he's thirsty. Your point. <laughs> Letter C. Let's move on to letter C. I'm preaching Don't real good hanging. right Don't now. leave me hanging. Don't leave me hanging. Don't leave that Oh, one. I'm sorry. I'm, pre I'm preaching one. real good right there. That was a good one letter right there. Letter C. Come. All right. Letter C. We're talking about practicing the art of listening. This is so There's good. one that you have to listen to most of all. Practice the art of listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit. He says that he will show you things to come and he will lead and guide you into all truth. And ain't nothing hidden from him. He can download to you what's going on with your spouse or what's going on, uh, going, going on with your counterpart regardless of who you're dealing with if you just take a moment to acknowledge him. Yeah, so when we blow up and get into a fight, how many know he wasn't in that? It's real easy to deduce if it produced a fight, an argument, slamming doors, right? Somebody, he didn't have nothing to do with it. Somebody didn't stop and find out what he wanted you to do. You just did what you wanted to do. Exactly. Listen, this is so good. Nehemiah chapter 2, verses 4 and 5. Message in, Bible. In the Message Bible. Listen to what he's saying here. This is Nehemiah talking. He says, the king asked me, so what do you want? Nehemiah says to himself, praying under my breath to the God of heaven, I said, if it pleases the king, and if the king thinks well of me, send me to Judah, to the city where my family is buried, so I can rebuild it. Sometimes we need to practice the art of speaking to God up under our breath. Before we open our mouth. Before we open our mouth to the other person. And that takes a whole lot of swallowing your pride. It takes a whole lot of arresting your intellect. And so instead, you know, women, I, I'm a woman, so I know we do this. We are oftentimes engaged in conversation, if, especially if it's conversation where we're trying to get a point made. And we have our entire dissertation downloaded into our brain. And while they are talking, we are picking out chapter, page, and verse of our response. We are not listening to everything that they're saying. We just know our response. And that's why you get this right here. Did you hear anything I just said to you? So when we practice the art of listening to the Holy Spirit. She went right past that, didn't she? <laughs> He will, I mean, I promise you, he will get you out of the stickiest situations. James chapter 1 verse 5 in the Passion Translation says, And if anyone longs to be wise, let him ask God for wisdom and God will give it. He won't see your lack of wisdom as an opportunity to scold you over your failures, but he will overwhelm your failures with his generous grace. That's so good. God is That's not so looking for an opportunity to show you how wrong you are. That's right. But he's showing you or trying to give you an opportunity to exalt him in the midst of your troubles. That's so good. And so it's, it's a wise thing to do before you even go in the house. 
Stop in the garage and pray a little bit. Get your out of your work environment, right? Get your tongue connected to your spirit, right? Become spiritually sensitive before you go in the house. Because, you know, the house can represent stress. As soon as you go in and see something the way you don't want it or the kids running around or something like that. So sometimes it's just good before you go in the house to just spend some time getting before the Father and then asking the Father to lead you with wisdom and wise words as you go into the house so that you could build your house up and not tear it down. You see, sometimes we don't give Holy Spirit the credit that he deserves. You know, you know we, we, sometimes we want to own it as being, the, we have the spirit of discernment. Or we have whatever the case may be. How many of you ever walked into a room and you know something's wrong? Something is not right. You haven't seen it yet. You haven't smelled it yet. You haven't touched it yet. But you know something is not right. That's the, that's the witness of the Holy Spirit. And that's your time to, okay, let me check in. And I'm not saying we got to be super spiritual saints. It's nothing spooky or mystical about this. It doesn't take a whole lot. But just pausing a moment, counting to 10, you'll be amazed at what God can download to you in 10 seconds. And then we'll close here for today's lesson. Practice letter D. Practice speaking less. Say less. Say, Say less. less. Do more. Practice speaking less. You ever been in a situation where it just keeps escalating? Some point, somebody got to stop. Don't look at me like that. Anybody here know what I'm talking about? Right? And it's an art to this, to practice speaking less. Practice speaking less. In order for a person to clearly listen to his counterpart and God at the same time, he must learn how or she must learn how to talk less. Solomon said this in Proverbs chapter 10, <laughs> verse 19, the Passion Translation says it this way. If you keep talking, it won't be long before you're saying something really wrong. We all been there, right? You ever had your spouse say to you or your counterpart say to you, just keep talking. <laughs> and to you, that's like a challenge. Well, what you going to do? What you, what you gonna, gonna do? do? I told you. Oh, to let, are we doing this right I now? I told you to let it go. What, what now. you gonna do? I told you to let and it go. And then what? I told and you. And then to let what? It go. Just keep talking. Okay. Well, then what? Keep talking. Then what? Run your. Keep talking. Then what? What? All right. I'm gonna just walk away from you. Oh I don't no, we're not finished talking about this. Hey. Now. Listen, now, now, if you wanna be a dude, I'll treat you like a dude. No, we ain't. <laughs> I mean, at some point, somebody gotta zip that up. Because it's getting ready to go somewhere it does not need to go. And sometimes that can go so far and they'll start to shoulder drag. What you going to do? 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 Bam! And now... Someone to call the case. Someone to call the case. Now, now the police on the way. Come on, somebody. We got to save money for attorney fees. We done dropped the case, but the state said, no, we ain't dropping the case. Because Anger somebody, management classes. Right? Because somebody didn't know when to. Stop. 
So Solomon said this, the wisest male here at his time. He said, if you keep talking, passion translation, it won't be long before you're saying something really wrong. Prove your wise from the very start. Just bite your tongue and be strong. Or as I like to say, live to see another day. <laughs> so in many relationships, people talk way too much. Therefore, listen way too little, which leads to constant arguments. James said we should be quick to listen and slow to speak. In most cases, we're what? Quick to speak and slow to listen. Did you all get anything out of this today? Did you all get anything out of this today? Let's all stand to our feet and let's lift our hands to the Father. I'm sure all of you right now are just thinking about getting better in this area. How many of y'all would agree you can grow in this area? We all can, right? So you've got to be intentional. You've got to start practicing this. You've got to make this a daily part of how you all communicate. Don't just hear another sermon on Sunday morning. Take that out loud home and say to your counterpart, let's begin adding this and practicing this in our relationship. Go ahead and lift your hands to the Father. I want to pray for you today because God wants every relationship to have intimacy. He wants every relationship to succeed. And it can't be intimate and it can't succeed without properly being able to communicate to each other. And so, Father, we share two important points on today with everyone that's present in this room. And my prayer today, Father, is that they are not just hearers of your word or forgetful hearers of your word, but they are yes. active doers of your word. Yes. And Father, you said that it's the word that we do that causes us to be blessed, Father. So I declare that every word that they heard today was deposited into the good ground of their hearts. And it'll produce fruit, Father, some 30, some 60, but some 100-fold return because of the condition of their heart and their desire to please you even more than their counterparts. And so, Father, I thank you and give you glory, Father, that you're building a universe, at least here at Linked Up, of better communicators, more intimate communicators. People are more in tune to their counterparts. And we're going to give you the glory that the end result will be healthier relationships. And so while you're in that attitude of prayer today in Jesus' name, if you would, just look right up here at me for a moment. Just for a moment. I just want everyone in the room to look right up here at me. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, I want you to know that God loves you more than anything else on the planet. If there's one person that can help you get your life together.